Hi, I'm Kayla Adamek, and you're listening to the Step Over Podcast. From Ottawa West to the Hornet's Nest, it's the Step Over Podcast, Ottawa's grassroots soccer podcast. Thank you so much for joining. My name is Josh, and that is the second time I've started a show with an Ottawa soccer rhyme. Will I do a third? We'll just have to wait and see. But obviously, I'm excited about this episode. If you stick around, you're going to get to hear at my chat with Kayla Adamek. She plays professionally in Sweden. I had a really great chat with her, and she taught me how to say the name of the town that she is playing in, because um, I couldn't figure it out on my own. So I'm going to give it a shot here. Vitsre. She plays in Vitsre. I'm sure I still butchered that, but it's much better than it would have been thanks to Kayla. But before we get to that, you know, not much going on in Canadian soccer, right? I heard the men's team qualified for some tournament. I'm sorry, what's that? Oh, the World Cup. Oh, wow, that's big. Billions of people watching, you say. Well, that is impressive. Okay. Yeah, that was definitely a, you know, where were you moment for sure. Uh, Of course, qualifying for the first time in 36 years. And this is a big deal for the men's and women's program because there is going to be a ton of money coming to Canada soccer. Um, And just putting it out there, that should be, um, you know, we want to make sure that that benefits uh, the men's and women's sides equally. Because if we don't acknowledge the fact that the women's side has carried the Canadian program for the last uh, 35 years... So what are we even doing here? So it's definitely going to be a windfall for Canadian soccer. Um, Let's hope that, that, you know, I know we should automatically qualify in 2026 as well. Um, But let's make sure that we, that after that, we don't have to wait another 36 years. Now, in terms of news on Ottawa players, defender Zach Drake uh, signed for Electric City FC. He had been playing with Las Vegas Lights FC of the USL. And if you haven't been, and if you haven't been paying attention to Electric City um, over in Peterborough, Really interesting project they got there. Um, you know, they want to be in the CPL at some point, and they seem to be taking over Peterborough. Uh, a lot of really great excitement, a lot of grassroots growth, um, kind of word of mouth stuff happening with, with that club. So yeah, it's really going to be great to see Zach Drake um, being a part of that. Uh, and also, Gigi's women's player, um, Haley Walsh, uh, joined on the women's side. Um, so there's some audible connections to to Electric City FC, and uh, I'm definitely going to have to get get down to Peterborough and, and uh, see a game. Recently, we've also seen the first professional goal from Emma Lefebvre. Um, of course, Emma is a legend of the GG's women's soccer team. She's playing her first pro year uh, with the Spartak Subotica in Serbia. So yeah, she got her first pro goal, so congratulations, Emma. And Ottawa's Clarissa Larissi uh, just continues to like score at will. Uh, in the Scottish Women's Premier League for Celtic FC. And actually, in case you missed it, there's a recent game against Hibernian where Alarissi had just a phenomenal goal and it was aired on BBC Alba. And there was a great clip that got shared a ton on social media. If you don't know BBC Alba, it's like a Gaelic, it's like a mostly Gaelic BBC channel. Um, So you're going to hear this call uh, in Gaelic with some English commentary. Uh, here's the clip. Larissa is it going? Shaka did line of hole. He's caught him skin. He'll take. It's not chicken. He's tall. As a hit village gonna get him a shot. Park a Celtic. I show you high Celtic. Aha. A dear old Garstigus. Hell and Hoshoch. Oh, they'll be absolutely delighted with that one. That's the way they want to start the game and get the fans right up the 
Yeah, so, yeah, I think it's came from the throw and there's been a bit of a mix-up at the back with the hips, but what a touch from Larissa to set herself up for that shot and she'll be absolutely delighted. Thanks to BBC Alba for that clip. So yeah, if you find the clip to actually watch it, just a really nice flick uh, that Larissa made just over uh, the Hibernian defender to herself and then just slides it past the keeper. Continues to do really great things in Scotland and definitely putting herself um, on the national team map. But I would expect that her value is going up and that we're actually going to see her move, I would think, probably just a little south to a club in England before she gets a national team call-up. Um, so I'm wondering if that happens sooner rather than later. But she hasn't even been in Scotland a full year, so um, plenty of time uh, for her to uh, continue to bag some goals and uh, uh, pad that resume. And three other names I wanted to bring up. Uh, first was Moses Gafiro. Um, he recently signed for Lansing City of USL 2. You might know Moses. Uh, he's been a standout player with the Ravens. Um, so good luck to him at uh, Lansing. Also good luck to Elage Ba, um, who is a Futuro Academy product. A few weeks ago, he signed for Whitecaps FC 2. That's an MLS Next Pro. And lastly, I think someone who um, a lot of people were hoping uh, would end up with Atletico Ottawa, Steph Karajivanovic. He was very recently signed to Toronto FC 2. Uh, also of MLS Next Pro. He was with HFX Wanderers last year and was a shot machine and also a Ravens legend. Um, so it'll be very it'll be very interesting to see um, how he does in that new Next Pro League. And now I can't wait any longer. We figured out the time difference. Here's my chat with Kayla Adamek from just before the start of the Swedish League. So we're chatting with Kayla Adamek, uh, who recently signed in uh, in uh, Sweden's top division. Now, before I start, I want you to know, Kayla, that I did look it up and I tried to find out how to properly say the name of the town and the team that you play for now, and I couldn't <laughs> and I couldn't figure it out. Um, so rather than me try uh, first and embarrass myself, my first question is: Can you tell the good listener who you're playing for? Well, I'm going to embarrass myself too because I still have a hard time pronouncing That's preferable it. Um, for me. So, <laughs> but it's something like Bitra. Bitra. Okay. I yeah. that that sounds right. I just couldn't say. It. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my teammates will still make fun of me for it, but that's my best attempt. Yeah, no, I found like like a YouTube how to pronounce and I was like, okay, that I don't think I can say that right. So, I'd like you you seem like you nailed it. I hope so. <laughs> or I'll be hearing about it later. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to try with my next question. So how long have you been in Bitstra? It's just been two and a half weeks now. So fairly okay. new to the experience. Yeah. Okay. Had you ever been to Sweden before, uh, before joining Bitstra? No, it's my very first time. So. <laughs> okay. So what are your first impressions? Uh, I really like it. Um, I'm actually in a smaller town called Hasselholm, and uh, it is probably in the middle of Sweden, and there's not much there, but it's very um, relaxing and quiet, and it's a good environment to really focus on soccer. Okay. Um, yeah, like, obviously, you're focused on soccer, but have you, like, have you had a chance to be a tourist there at all yet, or...? Um, not so much. We are uh, still in preseason, so there's a lot of double days and stuff like that. But um, I did get the chance to go to IKEA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Probably. wow. A Swedish IKEA. What's that like? 
Yeah, it was good. It's everything I expected. So <laughs> that was my first Swedish experience so far. Okay, right on. Um, so yeah, like what's preseason going like? It's pretty good. Um, I joined late because of uh, I was working to get the visa and stuff. So it's been pretty quick transition and we have our first game next week. So, um, so what position do you play? Um, it's kind of undecided right now, but uh, probably be anywhere along the line. So like a wide midfielder or a fullback. Like in your career, have you kind of like bounced around from position to position or, or, or have you generally played uh, in like a certain area? Yeah, growing up, I was, I kind of jumped around a lot, but I was mainly a fullback. And then when I went to college, they transitioned me into a winger. Um, so now I'm kind of doing full circle and uh, playing a little bit of fullback and wide midfield now. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so you're from Ottawa. Um, so what neighborhood did you grow up in? Uh, center Point. Okay. Did you have any like favorite spots to like hang out around there? Or did you get Just out of Center hard. Point, whatever? No, we, growing up, uh, I have a brother who's a year younger than me. So we spent our summers always biking around the park. Um, so that was basically where I spent my time. <laughs> so like, when did you first start playing soccer? Uh, my parents put me in it when I was four years old. So <laughs> very long time, 23 years now. And like, were, like, was it something that you uh, were always pretty good at or, or did you have to like work pretty hard to get to the higher end? I think I wasn't probably the most technical player growing up, but I think I had a lot of work ethic. And I think that kind of like brought me to where I am now was the work ethic rather than the talent. Um, so I definitely had to work for it. <laughs> when did you uh, know that you wanted to start taking soccer like more seriously? Like there might be, there might be like a future for you in it. Yeah, it was uh there was like a very specific moment growing up we had like the uh regional programs so it was region five and it was under mark hearn um i've talked a bit about him in the past um but he was definitely someone that he brought me into a team that i probably didn't really deserve to be in wasn't probably talented enough for but i think he really believed in me when i didn't really think I didn't even deserve the opportunity and you know he believed in me before I believed in myself and I think that that was the moment where it's like wow I can really do this and um it was in seventh grade where I knew like that I wanted to prove myself especially for him because he had all like this belief in me and uh so yeah I didn't really look uh back since and have been trying to you know make a national team and prove myself and prove that he was right <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, seventh grade, that's still pretty young. Like, um, you know, was there anything in particular that he that he said to you that, you know, gave gave you the confidence in yourself that that he clearly had in you? Um, it was more just like the respect that he gave me. You know, I was like a younger kid and he really did push me and didn't give me any chance to kind of like slack off or anything like that. And I think that that's like the most respect that a coach can give you is, you know, really caring about um, your caring about improvement and caring about who you are off the field. And that uh, really stuck with me. So you said that was a regional program that you went into. Was that something that you were, that you got scouted 
to get brought into or or did you seek that out yeah it was just a like a tryout within ottawa to make okay. this regional team and i didn't really know what i was signed up for um but <laughs> that was like basically the start to my career because um like after that it was provincials and then you know the national training center and that kind of got me to where i am now so you played your university ball uh, for the University of Central Florida, like what drew you to that program? Um, at the time, I was a little late in the recruiting process, but I was just looking for, you know, the best soccer school that could, you know, get me to a professional level, get me on the national team. And that was the one that uh, stuck out to me the most. And it was also in Florida, so I couldn't really <laughs> complain. Yeah, I mean, you're four years in Florida. That's not that's not so bad. You know, what was your experience there like? Oh, it was it was the most amazing experience for me. Um, not only because of the soccer or like the academics, but it was just like the team culture that um I loved and that was like instilled by uh my coach, Tiffany Roberts Hadak. And she had all this experience with team culture, like she went to the World Cup, she won uh many gold medals, and I think that she brought the mentality that like the U.S. women's national team had into our group. And I think that's why it was uh, such a special time for me. So I wanted to ask about your, you know, your path to turning pro, but I want to frame it by bringing to mind some, some comments that, that uh, Rianne Wilkinson made recently. Um, you know, like Rianne, she's a Canadian national team legend, soccer hall of fame, yes. now coach of the Portland Thorns. Um, mm-hmm. but she said that like, if you're an up and coming player, like, you know, age 21 or so, uh, and if you haven't made the Canadian, the, um, like if you haven't made the Canadian women's national team, your career mm-hmm. is over if you're Canadian, like, especially if you don't have a American or, a, or, or a European passport. Um, so you you managed to to get through and like make a pro career um like how did you manage to to get that that first pro contract it definitely wasn't easy and you know like Rian said there's so many obstacles that you know a Canadian without like a European passport or without like national team experience there's a lot of obstacles that you have to go through in order to actually make it pro so at the time, like once I graduated college, I was with Orlando Pride, um, just trying to wait for an international spot to open up. And, you know, at the time there was four of them and they were filled with players like Marta and um, whatnot. So I had to make the jump to Europe. And in order to do that, I had to go to a smaller club called Spartak um, in Serbia. And from there, uh, I played like in Champions League and stuff. And then that's finally where I was able to get noticed and get into Europe, into, you know, better leagues in Europe. So you often hear hear stories, um, you know, about Canadian players being seen like a bit differently in Europe, like maybe having to to fight a little bit harder for their spot um, because they're from Canada. Um, is that something that you've seen or like experienced yourself? Yeah, I mean... If you look at the recruiting process, it is more difficult if you don't have like a passport because, you know, there's a lot of like uh, visa issues to go through. Like, for example, like I had to show up a month late here just because I was waiting on the visa. So it's little things like that where maybe clubs may turn you down just for, you know, reasons like that and not so much your soccer ability. 
Yeah, yeah I'm just curious because when I hear of those things, it's usually from players on the men's side. And I'm curious if it's like, you know, there's cultural differences between the sport, you know, between the men's and the women's side. Do you think that maybe that maybe Canadian women maybe just don't feel that prejudice? Like it's more a systemic issue in terms of like being in Europe, teams are going to give players from their own country. Maybe if all things are equal, they're going to give those players from from their own country the spot instead. Yeah. And um, I think that's, I'm sure you're probably going here, but this is definitely like a reason why we need a Canadian league or a Canadian NWSL team um, to really develop our players as well, you know, and give a better opportunity for Canadians who are like still young growing up. And, you know, like if we add a league now, it's like now they have something to, you know, strive for that I didn't have growing up, you know, it's like, I wanted to play in the MLS, you know, and that wasn't going to happen. But that was like my dream, because there wasn't a professional league growing up. So So you're right, that is exactly where I'm going with this. Um, You know, we all know that there's a huge need for a proper women's professional league in Canada. Um, And like, I do think that's going to happen at some point, and like, hopefully it's soon. And like, when does, and like, when that does happen, um, being someone that that's played in other countries, professional leagues, um, what are some takeaways that you think would be helpful to know for a new Canadian league, like do's and don'ts for a, a women's professional league? I mean, <laughs> I'm no expert with that, but I would definitely say, you know, create like a, you know, do it right the first time. Cause it has been hard sometimes and, you know, really set up a really good environment where Canadians know they can go to and they can develop and, you know, they're getting a really good experience out of it. Like you've been to a few countries now. Um, has there been any place where um, you thought that the that the infrastructure for the women's side was particularly strong? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've had an amazing two weeks here so far already. And, you know, it's been the... It's been very different um, because it's the club cares so much about the person and, you know, they're very respectful. And I think that is a huge part of why, you know, this team is so successful because, you know, the players want to play here and they want to do well for their coaches. And I've seen that and it's just been two weeks. Um, So, you know, that's definitely something that, if there were a Canadian league that they should probably prioritize. Cause you know, it's been like an amazing two weeks already. So. so I think there are a few other Canadian players playing in Sweden. Did you chat with any of them before, before going? I actually didn't. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I knew beforehand that, you know, Sweden, they do treat their players really well. And I think that's why so Canadian, so many Canadians are actually here as well you know, we talked about a pro league in Canada, you know, say that that does happen in, you know, in the next few years, um, would playing in a pro league in Canada be of interest to you? Yeah, for sure. You know, um, if it's like a competitive league and, you know, everything's there for it to be successful, like it would be great to someday play in Canada as well. Um, Since turning pro, has there been anything that you've learned that, uh, that you wish you had known uh, when you were first starting out that maybe would have made your your life a bit easier not so much made my life easier but I think that I've learned so much from each team and country that I've played in and 
you know, I think it kind of made like as a player, I've evolved and learned, like kind of grasped like each team's, you know, way of play or like technical ability. And it's kind of like evolved me as a player as well, um, which has been really cool because if you asked like, I remember when I was 16, you know, like they said, like the things they needed to work on. And it was like technical ability, um, you know, first touch into space. And it's like now looking back, like those are my qualities. Okay. Um, And especially I think like playing in Europe, that has definitely helped as well. Okay. So like we, if you were just to, to describe yourself as a player now, do you think that like you would describe yourself differently than you would have when you first started? Yeah, incredibly different. Like it's actually like I've flipped from, you know, not flipped, but I I used to be, you know, like run with my head down straight down the field, you know, and get that cross in. And now it's more like, you know, playing in Spain and even Spartak prior, I've learned to move the ball and, you know, play more technical, use my players. And yeah, so it's just been uh, cool to learn from each experience that I've had here. Okay, cool. In terms of like the national team program, um, like do you have communication with the program? Like you haven't been been called up lately, but but is there you know is there communication with the program? Um, you know, I know that they're aware of me, and I know you know there's a couple other Canadians that are within the national team um, on my team right now. So you know, I know they're watching the video, and I just trust that when the time's right, and you know, I've proved myself um, maybe on this team or in the future that uh, the call will be there. Well, my fingers are crossed for you. Um, (laughs) I just got a few uh, quick questions for you. Um, What's your favorite sport besides soccer? Uh, Hockey. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. Um, I I grew up playing with my brother. um, And it was one of the tough decisions growing up because, you know, when I went into like the provincial program, we spent my weekends in Toronto. Um, so I had to quit hockey. <laughs> um, so it was, it was sad. It was a sad time, but you know, I'm like so grateful and, you know, I made the right decision in the end. So. Um, I mean, you're in Sweden, a pretty good hockey country. Do you think you'll, you'll like still get the chance to play a little bit while, while you're there? Uh, that would be nice, but you know, I got to focus on soccer for now. <laughs> so maybe That's if fair. we get a break, yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite hockey team? Um, growing up, it was the Habs. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, no. I I was a very growing up though. Is it still fan, the Habs? Um, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> what right, about you? <laughs> I'm a sense guy, but it's hard right now. It's hard. I know that was my problem growing up. I was like, you know, I wanted to be a winner, and I wanted to pick a team that was winning. So, so really, you, you uh, like neither like neither team has really given you much option lately so no that's true (laughs) (laughs) um did you have a favorite soccer team when you were growing up I would say like man united kind of stuck out with me growing up um but right now I really do love watching uh the women's Barca team play okay Um, yeah um so what is it about them uh that that like attracts you to them I just hated playing against them. Um, <laughs> they, just, they move the ball so well. And, you know, they. I think it's a good mix of, like, technical ability and speed and strength. And I think that it's so fun to watch. And they've been very successful as well. 
And like, um, it doesn't hurt that the that the quality of the like of the broadcast for for La Liga is uh, like is quite good. Uh, you know, on the women's side, like I think one soccer still still carries it, and it's um, you know sometimes you know they don't you know a lot of leagues don't give the the like a very good production value to the women's side, but but La Liga is quite good actually. It's very easy to yeah you know, just in terms of like the camera quality, and it's very easy to watch. Yeah, and it was nice. Um having one soccer when I was in Spain because, you know, my parents could watch it on one soccer and it was pretty cool. I'm sure for like kids growing up to be able to watch uh, that kind of soccer as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, who is your favorite player? Um, I would probably say Tobin Heath um, just because of her skill. <laughs> what is the best soccer field in Ottawa? Like was Man, there any field where like so you found that you were playing there and you're like, oh, good. It's that field. I mean, I grew up uh, sneaking into the Agalquin Dome. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that, that feels like home to me because um, I would like get out of school and try and, you know, train in there and stuff. So it's just been home. And then after that, like playing with the Fury as well, that was our home field still. Okay. So, so you say like sneaking in, was this like an after hours thing or just like you kind of like walked in with a group and just hope you weren't noticed? Yeah, just like to just like on my own, um, just to do like technical work and stuff. No, they knew I was there. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite pastime off the pitch? Um, recently, I've been into yoga. <laughs> um, oh, yeah? Yeah, just like uh, recovery stuff. I'm big in like my uh, degree was like sports science. So I'm big into human performance and stuff like that. So cool. Um, who has had the biggest impact on your career so far? Going back to like my seventh grade story, I would say Mark Hearn. Um, but I've also been very fortunate um, to have really amazing coaches and even and my parents that have been so supportive. And it's like having people that care so much about me and my career is really what motivates me the most. Um, who is the best player that you've ever played either with or against? Uh, probably Marta um, when I was yeah. in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't get much better. Yeah, she's just awesome and so technical um, and so energetic. Like, so it was really awesome to play against her. Yeah, you said that you you were training with the with your Orlando Pride, right? Yeah, yeah. I did uh, the last two years of college over the summer I was training with them. And then I did kind of a full time gig after college. Okay. Did you ever get the chance to like chat with her? Yeah, just like here and there. Um, She's usually just joking around. So <laughs> She seems like a pretty funny lady. Yeah, she's so energetic and, you know, always like playing sports and kicking a ball around. So. Right on. Um, what's your favorite food? um i'm big into thai curry right now <laughs> oh yeah i have to say that or sushi okay where is your like where is your favorite place to to get a good thai curry in ottawa let's say ottawa yeah uh i don't remember the name but uh before coming here i went to this one place and it was so good uh i don't know i'll have to let you know later <laughs> okay um Dogs or cats, which is better? Dogs. It's the right answer. It's the right answer. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um, Instagram or TikTok? Um, Instagram. 
Uh, I like more um, just because TikTok's so addicting. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I haven't. I ha- like, uh, like I think maybe I'm not sure if it's an age thing, but I haven't figured out TikTok. Like when people send yeah. me videos, I'm like, I like this, but I can't. I can't figure out like actually just like browsing TikTok. Yeah, and kidding? I mean, I'm not. I'm not posting anything on TikTok or anything <laughs> like that. But just scrolling. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what's a fact about you or like an interest of yours that most people might not know about until they like really get to know you? I mean, I grew up playing the drums. Um, okay. Yeah, but I wouldn't say I was any good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still get the chance to like drum? No, no. Okay. <laughs> There's still, there, I still have a set back in Ottawa in the basement there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what do you hope to do with your post-soccer career? Um, I hope to still be involved in the sport. So whether that be coaching like a college team or, you know, being on the sports science side, as long as I'm still involved in the game, that's all I really want. Once again, I want to thank Kayla Adamek for joining If you're a fan of the game, or especially if you're a player in Ottawa, um, that's someone you want to look up to. You know, if there's one thing I've learned um, from talking with players is that, you know, forging a career, especially one in Europe, coming from from Ottawa, coming from Canada, it is so hard. And Kayla has done it. Uh, Really an inspiring player. Um, So great to get her insight. And we're definitely going to have her back on at some point. As for me, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining. If you have a moment, I'd appreciate it. If you liked, subscribed, commented, spread the word about this podcast. If there's someone you want to hear on the podcast, if there's a topic you want to hear about, let me know. I want to hear. Someone wrote to me and said, um, you know, there's a shortage of referees in the area. Uh, That's a major problem. So that's going to be an episode soon. So don't be afraid to reach out. But for this time, I'm calling it. I will see you later. Later.